1: No jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today I'm bringing you a f- dope look into some important New York City hip hop history and beyond. My man Shea Davis is in the building.
0: Salute, salute! Happy to be here.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm hyped to have yes, this conversation because I was mm-hmm. I lived in New York from 2003 to 2010, so I was kind of the, the time period in which you were doing your thing, and mm-hmm. I definitely have a lot of memories of seeing you during the blog era and, mm-hmm. and the the early DVD era and all yes, that kind of. Mm. so, um when you was that in when you was that in New York? I stayed in Bushwick and uh Astoria during that time oh, for you, the most yeah. part. It was lit it was Astoria lit. before it was like the nicest place on earth it's like it's beautiful over there now, yeah, yeah
0: intensified yeah.
1: yeah. definitely but um, all right, so let's talk about your early days, exactly where mm-hmm. you were born and what it was like for you as a kid.
0: You know what I'm saying, well, I grew up in the Bronx, you know what I'm saying Patterson projects, you know what I mean? building four fourteen which with my grandmother. I mean, my mom's had me, but you know she was she was into the drugs and stuff, so mm-hmm. she just left me with my grandmother, really my aunt, which is her sister. She left me with her sister, and my sister was raising me mm-hmm. stuff like that she was I was living in a in an apartment the projects with them, you know what I'm saying, and then my mom died probably like when I was like nine, right, nine years old, then my grandmother was taking care of me, then she died
1: and how many years apart
0: I think like the same year.
1: Really, and yeah. what happened to both of them?
0: Well, my mom, she uh, she fell off the roof. Right. Yeah, because she came to the crib, and she was knocking on the door, and the music was loud, so we lived on the top floor. So you know what I'm saying? So she went to the, to the roof to try to try to you know what I mean, go and knock on the window, and then she tipped over.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, and she died. Terrible. You know? And then my grandmother probably like a year later. I mean, the same, around the same year she died.
1: From complications, just yeah, old age or whatever? Yeah, stuff whatever? like that. Okay,
0: yeah. I was the last person to see her before she died. Really?
1: Mm-hmm. She so said that... she
0: wanted to see me. They snuck me in the hospital. Then I seen her. I held her hand and stuff like that. And then that same night, we got the call at like 3 in the morning that she passed.
1: Wow.
0: Then I went to her funeral. That was the first funeral I went to. I went to her funeral. She had a smile on her face. She was real religious too, so... Wow. She had a smile on her face and, and the casket.
1: So, how many brothers and sisters do you have?
0: I only really got no brothers. I only got one sister that my mom's had. Right. Because she, we're originally from Alabama. Uh huh. But I was born in the Bronx. Right. My family moved to the Bronx and then I was born out
1: there. But, like, when your grandmother passed away, how many brothers and sisters do you have around you that were, you know, I didn't with, have no, just, I had one
0: sister. She died oh, too. Oh, but she
1: had already passed away at that point. Who? who? Your sister?
0: Yeah, my sister passed when what, she was little.
1: And what happened to her? She has,
0: I think, uh, heart stuff or
1: something. Damn, that's a lot of bad luck.
0: Yeah, so I didn't really have no no brothers and I ain't had no brothers and sisters. The one sister I got, she's still alive, but she live in Alabama. Okay, that's where we were originally from. My family, my right. grandmother and stuff. Right, and she it, stayed out there.
1: And so what, like, what becomes of your life once uh, you've kind of lost your grandmother and your mom, and you don't really have anybody else that you can rely on at that point?
0: I mean, at that point, I ain't really. I ain't, All I was really seeing was my grandmother, really. My aunt was really working and stuff like that, so I was really seeing my grandmother and just friends. You know what I'm saying? Then my, my cousin, which is my other aunt, she got killed too. She got stabbed. She was li- she was living somewhere else, but the cousin was staying with me, Jerry Davis,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he was, like, selling drugs and stuff, but he got killed, he got shot in the head. He got killed around the same year too. So that was really seeing him and then my grandmother. So once my grandmother died, it was really... My aunt came and got me from the, from the, from the apartment. She came and got me and said, "Yo, we gotta go. We, we moving." So she took me out the projects and we moved to Queens, Rosedale, Queens, nice suburban area. Mm-hmm. But you know it, it's suburban then, but it's kind of stuff going on now, but you know what I'm saying she moved me out there, and then I just had to just I just you know what I'm saying grew up from there.
1: right, so looking back on it now though, what do you think seeing all that death at such a young age did to you mentally?
0: I mean you know it gave me like a I don't know I was always just it was I was a quiet kid like any time they had mothers day and stuff like that mm. I didn't really want to participate stuff like that I was quiet I mean I didn't really want to go to school I didn't really want to go to st- class and stuff like that I never really grew up I ain't had no brothers and sisters so I wasn't really an interactive person like that I was just a kid in the cut just I mean just quiet mind of my business Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I got in trouble was because something somebody did to me. Then I just had to hold myself down. But you know, what I mean, I really was just a quiet kid, just growing up like that. Then, at thirteen, I got I got caught up, and I got locked up. Right, at thirteen. I
1: mean. So, what was your perspective on the streets at you know a young age? Like, were you, was this something that you were tempted by, or was it something you were always kind of involved in? Yeah, I was just
0: outside. Every time I go outside, it was just. Just trouble happening. Mm. You know, we young and we young and dumb, so we, it was just stuff happening. And I was just, I just happened to be in the mix and getting caught up. Know mm-hmm. what I'm saying.
1: And so, how'd you get caught when you were thirteen? What were you doing?
0: Yeah, well, i I cut somebody. Know what I'm
1: saying. At what age did you start carrying razors?
0: Uh Somebody gave me that razor. Know what I'm saying. Somebody gave me that razor. The first time I cut somebody, somebody gave me that razor. The second time I cut somebody. I cut somebody in the same, like, the four-month span. Second time I cut somebody, I grabbed it from my aunt, her dresser. She had a little razor. I just grabbed it and took it to school with me. Right. And then I got in a situation in school, and I cut the dude in school. And then I went to DFY from, from both of them cases for two
1: years. What gave you the idea that you needed to, like, stab a in school instead of just You know, school, everybody, scrapping.
0: everybody's they doing stuff. They bullying kids, stuff like that. Right. Like I told you, I was just a quiet kid that was just... You know what I'm saying?
1: But you knew a, a bunch of other people that were carrying razors at the time? Like nah. that was kind of some normal thing?
0: No, nah, not really. Nah, it's just that this, the uh, the first time I cut somebody, they jumped me. So my friend was like, yo, we're going to go see who that was. And he gave me the razor. Mm-hmm. It was an armless box cutter. So we went to find who the person was. And then I, and when we found them, I cut them. Right. You know what I'm saying? They jumped me before that. Like probably a couple of days before that, they jumped me. Right. So I went and told some dudes, and they said, yo, we're going to ride with you. I rode with them, and then he gave me a razor and said, yo, take this razor.
1: And you cut his face? Yeah. And then uh, did you end up, like, seeing him around and having to see the scars? And kind of I seen it out?
0: right there when it split open. Right. And when it first split open, I was like, damn. Then I just went home, and then, like, probably a couple of days later, police came to the house looking for me. This
1: what guy I told, or how'd they find out about it?
0: I'm not sure. I think my name, was somebody said my name and all that. Like, they say, Yo, shea, yeah, Shay, come on. Then they put two and two together. Then I don't know, they just tracked me down three, four days later. They came to my house. Right for me.
1: And how much time did you end up doing in jail for this? two years. Thirteen
0: and fifteen years old. Thirteen and like sixteen. At the end of my thirteenth, like I was about to turn fourteen, all the way till I was sixteen.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Then I got locked up again when I turned seventeen.
1: So the, that first two-year bid what did that do to you mentally like was it that two turned, year
0: that two-year bid I mean I mean that turned me a little bit I know it was it was different you know what I'm saying I wasn't
1: you're meeting like, a lot of kids that are worse yeah, than you right it. that was bad yeah then right. I started
0: really being friends with the bad kids before I wasn't really friends with the bad kids like that I used to be cool with them but not really you know what i mean doing stuff with them
1: so, it's all these bad kids from all over the yeah, city so kind it, of coming together,
0: different. right? Yeah, so I grew up around that for like two years, and I was young mm. 13 to 15, 16. So, I'm like, it started being a little bit, not. I still wasn't bad, mm-hmm. but I just knew how to move different. Like, I started to learn how to fight better. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So, I felt more confident. And then, you know what I'm saying?
1: People were carrying guns at this time in your neighborhood, or not that you know of? No, nah, not that I know of. Yeah. That
0: is. But well, when I came home from the FYI, yeah, they was carrying guns.
1: So what did you get arrested for when you were 16? Yeah, 16, 17. What would you get arrested for that second time? Well,
0: that time I got a couple of charges. I shot somebody in the neck. And then, you know what I'm saying, one of my friends robbed me that I was doing business with. He robbed me. Then I went to go get some guns in the Bronx. Uh-huh. And on the way back, I got caught with the guns. You know what I mean? Had a big shootout with the police and shot a police and a bystander.
1: Wow. So, okay, that first uh, shooting somebody in the neck, how the fuck did that happen?
0: That was that was happening because, you know, somebody try to, you know what I mean? It, 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 niggas I had beef with somebody, you know what I'm saying? I, you know what I mean? I tried, they robbed me. Then after that, I went and I went found, I seen them. I seen this. no, I told the same story in Queens Flip, so.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't want to, you know what I mean? Seem like I keep bragging about, mm. you know what I mean, my gunplay.
1: Where do you even, like when did you first realize that you needed to carry a gun?
0: Really, I wasn't really carrying guns, you know what I'm saying? Even to this day, I don't really carry guns. I just only use them to use them. That's it. Like, I wasn't really just a person to be walking around with a gun, you know what I'm saying? It's just that when it's, when it's time for some action, that, that I go get the gun and then I just use it. So I wasn't really the person to be carrying guns like that.
1: New York's a stressful place to carry a gun.
0: Yeah, especially yeah. especially from New York, I don't be want to get caught with no gun on me, stuff like that. Right. You know what I'm saying so.
1: Okay, but so then you went back in. Was it the same kind of jail, or was it like a different? Oh
0: no, nah, it was different. This is the big boys, Rikers Island. Right. You know what I'm saying, and that's
1: just way crazier.
0: Yeah, way it's crazy.
1: So what kind, what kind of stuff are you getting into in there that you type of stuff? didn't know about beforehand?
0: Vegas Island was different because I had a
1: high-profile pro- case.
0: I was on the news, when, you know what I'm saying, when I, with the police situation. So as soon as I got there, everybody knew me.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I had beef with all the police. You know what I'm saying? All the inmates knew me. Oh, because
1: of this shootout yeah, thing head. with the cops. It was
0: automatically. It was It was everywhere.
1: This is the one where you dropped the gun on the subway? Yeah. Okay. I, you
0: know what I mean? I let it off first, and then I threw it and dropped it.
1: Who'd you let it off on again?
0: I would just... I would just Whoever was chasing me, they was undercover. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I didn't really know what was going on. I just, it was like, yo, get him. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you stop. And I just turned around and then I popped. You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. And you know I had the police and a, a bystander. You know what I'm saying?
1: So they definitely weren't feeling you?
0: Nah, after that, they they, you know, I mean, they came and locked me up. It was, all, it was on the news. They was mad news. People was out there. But so you got away,
1: or they just like tackled nah, you got, on the spot? I got
0: caught right there. Okay. I got away a little bit. The train was pulling off, and then they stopped the train. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Then I was, I was sitting down. Police came, opened two doors. And then they see me. It was a person near me with a book bag. So they checked this bag and was like, "This, let me check your bag. They checked this bag, and then they just looked at me. And I just looked at I probably looked at suspicious and then they just said, Yo, you and then they took me and to put cuffs on me. You know what I, mean? I was with my friend, they locked him up first outside the train. Mhm. Then when they seen me, I was on the train, so they stopped the whole train. They probably they knew I ran on the train, you know what I'm saying? So when I was on the train they they just locked me up from there. And then as soon as I got off the train, the man cuffs. It was, it was you know what I mean, news reporters, everybody was already ready.
1: So this is all in the news and everything. So yeah. by the time you get to Rikers, the the COs and shit are yeah, very upset with yeah, you. Very upset. Full of hatred.
0: Yeah, very upset. They jumped me, you know what I mean, when I first got there. They did me dirty. You know what I mean? But they put me in a different house with all the police killers. Stuff like that. Anybody who, who shot police and killed police and did this and did that, I was in that house for like eight, probably seven, eight months. Really? I wasn't on the island that long, maybe a year. I was in that house for like eight, seven months. And then when I calmed out, Put me in a regular house, and then I went
1: up north. You know what I'm saying that's not. And so uh, the guy that you were with, he snitched on you.
0: Nah, nah, oh. nah, he ain't snitched.
1: Nah, so this guy held it down, but you still ended up getting how many years? I
0: got six years. I got three to nine, but I did like six off of that.
1: Right. And so at this point, like, how 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 are you dealing with it? Like, how upset were you when you got that sentence? And, yeah, I
0: was stressed. He went home. He went home the next day, so I was a little stressed. He even went home from the Pens before we even got to Wrigley's Island. He went home. That's my boy, though. He ain't snitching, on huh? Oh, okay. We still did business and all that, did movies and all that together. But he went home, to, uh, like, the next day from the from the Pens. He even make it to Wrigley's Island. So, you know, I was a little stressed because we was together. So I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? This shit is crazy, then. I had to go through it myself. I was young, you know what I mean? 17, 16, 17. I was 16. Then I was just like, Fuck it, let's do
1: it. You weren't in a gang at that time? Nah, I was neutral. When did that when did the game thing come around? While you were locked up or after?
0: But, nah the games was on the island. They had everything. Bloods, Latin Kings, Nyatas. I was just neutral. But it was it was on the island.
1: Was that uh difficult, being neutral when there's everybody having different sides and shit? Yeah, nah, not
0: yeah, not really. Depends, not really.
1: But you became a blood later on? No, nah, I never was blood. Oh, okay. I'm
0: OTF. I'm only the first, I started my own oh, right. situation called OTF.
1: You never wore blood at any point? I thought you were from one of the videos or something. Nah, I forget. Nah. Okay.
0: I just, a lot of bloods, a lot of roll with me. A lot of bloods roll with me. Okay. crips. I mean, different type of stuff.
1: All right. And yeah. and you were knowing Smack of Smack DVD before you got locked up, or did you meet him afterwards?
0: Nah, it was, we was in the same school, mm-hmm. but that was really like my... The one I got locked over, that that was his. They was cool. You know what I'm saying. So when I was locked, I got when I came home, I got locked up again. You know what I mean? After I did my six years, I got locked up again for something else. And what was that, that for? It's a whole other situation. <laughs> yeah, this is. Damn. This time I was facing 30 years. This was this was serious.
1: You feel like you just got bad luck, or were you wildin'?
0: Oh man, I just my mom wasn't. My, you know what I mean? My mom wasn't really. I didn't know how to control myself. At this time, I was young and dumb, really. I mean, so even when I came home from jail, I still was like kind of institutionalized. Mm. And I still ain't really know how to control my, my mind.
1: You pick up a lot of bad habits in jail probably too in terms yeah. of being confrontational yeah, and violent. too, and shit. then
0: sometimes we get hungry and you got to do certain stuff to feed the family. So I got caught up in a situation, you know what I mean? And then I got caught, I got locked up. And my, my, I really got, I mean, I didn't get caught on the situation, my friend, somebody I know, he got caught in the situation. He told, he told on me, and then I got caught at parole. When I'm put parole, they was like,
1: "Yo, we looking for you to lock me up." So what what was the basic version of this situation that you got told on about?
0: Nah, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was a situation. I don't really want to know, man. Okay. But it was a, it was a situation. A violent thing? Or? Yeah, it was violent, <laughs> and they offered both of us ten years. Right. So I didn't want to take the. I mean, yeah, they offered for the ten years. I didn't want to take the ten. So I told him, yo, let's go to trial. You know what I mean? We could take this and beat this right here. Let's go to trial. He's like, nah. Now first he was like, yeah, I'ma do it. You know what I mean? Then I was like, yo, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not taking no ten. Mm-hmm. So you know what I mean? I'm going to trial. And we was on the same house together when I first went to the Rikers Island. Me and him was on the same house together and mm-hmm. three, uh, three main or something like that, on, in the Beacon. We was in the same house together, and I'm like this. It was good, boy. Then I went to court and my lawyer told me, he said, yo, he's telling. He showed me the statement and all that. His name is Latif Owens. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the dude named Latif Owens. He's like, yo, he's telling. I was like, well, he showed me the statement. You know what I mean, I read the statement. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. So now when I go back to the house, I'm like, yo, my nigga, my lawyer telling me, you, you telling, her? i seen the statement. He's like, nah, you bugging. Why would I be telling you out of your mind? You know what I'm saying? And then like two days later, he packing up. Mm. I told the pe- I, people, it was a couple of people went in with Dada, a few people that was from my, you know what I mean, from my projects. And he was hanging with them when I first got in there. You know what I mean? Because you know the real niggas, we all stick together. Mm-hmm. So he was he was he looked like he he was like a a real nigga to me. I mean, he was official. I knew him from DFY when I was 13, when I did that bid, I mm-hmm. knew him from since then. That's how we got cool. And then when, even when I went up north, I met him again and we was in Washington Correctional Facility. And we was cool. And then now I did it my time and I came home and I bumped into him again and we got cool again after the long bit. Some shit happened. We got caught up in some shit, and now we locked up together. He my co-defendant, so we in three block. I see him with some with some niggas from my projects, and he chilling with them. So I'm telling my niggas like, "Yo, this nigga telling man, I'm about to I'm about to move on this nigga." But I didn't get a chance to move on him. Two days later, he packed up. He act like he had mental problems, mm. and then when you act like that, they can send you out the house. So he went to the to the MO house. So the world got over there in the MO house. I told niggas over there, they jumped him anyway. You know what I'm saying? But that was really all they could do, and then I went to trial. Now, as we go on the as tra- we as we go to the- court, we in different, we in dif- we on a bus. But he is, he's in, the- he's over there with the, you know, what I'm saying with the mental people. And I'm telling him like, "Yo, why you ain't going to trial? Let's go to trial. You saying you ain't snitching? Let's go to trial. This is serious, man. Mm-hmm. What we doing ten years for it. Ain't even got no evidence, none of this and none of that." And then he was like, "Nah, nah." And then, you uh, know, what I'm saying, so now I'm going to trial. So I found that he was going to testify. He he eventually testified against me. to make the long show be Right. He testified and took the stand against me. And then now the judge told me, he said, yo, you're gonna get 25 if you if you lose, you're gonna get 25. I mean, I ain't, I was like, yo, let's go all the way in the middle of the court. You know what I'm saying? While we going to trial, after he testified and all that, like, while we going to trial, I was like, I told my lawyer, I said, yo, you know what? I might just take this 10. It ain't looking good. My lawyer's like, yo. So my lawyer said, yo, judge, hold on, my client when to take five minutes. So when I know I me, mean, when I said that, when he said that, the judge said for five minutes. He's like, yo, this is all oh, this is worth money. For that, we are gonna add another five. So that you going you going if you lose, you are getting minimum thirty.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I said thirty. I said, you know what, man, let's go all the way. And then I took it all away and I'm on the way, and I wanted to beat in it. You know what I'm saying?
1: How'd that feel when you first got the verdict?
0: Oh, well, now I was crying and all. I didn't court. You I'm saying? Smack came to court. You know what I'm saying? But that's how that's how me and Smack got cool with the DVDs because my friend that I got locked up with for the police shooting joint, mm-hmm. he brought him up to come see me. I was doing songs over the phone because in the Beacon, I was in the Beacon, you know what I'm saying? I had like, I was on the phone like five, six hours on mm-hmm. the phone, just doing studio time, talking to you know I me mean, my wifey and you know I me mean, kids and just you know I me mean, doing that. And I was laying songs in Smack went to the studio that I go to. It's called S Studio. He was going to the studio, and then he heard the songs was like, "Yo, Shay is hot." You know what I'm saying? We was in the same school, but we wasn't really hanging out with each other. But we like, yo, this nigga is official. Mm-hmm. He might he coming home? Cause I was telling everybody, "I'm coming home." You know what I'm saying? Regardless, I ain't I ain't doing no time. I'm coming home. I kept believing that I was gonna go home. And then next thing you know, Smack came to see me. He told me, "Yo, if you come home, I'm doing this DVD thing." You know what I mean? You hop on these joints and see what you see what you could do.
1: So he wanted to fuck with you as a rapper? Yeah, as a rapper, yeah. And at what point did you actually start rapping? It was while you were locked up? Yeah, when
0: I was locked up on the Beacon fighting the trial. I started just writing crazy. Even when I was up north, I really wasn't writing. When I was home, when I was young, I always used to write. I used to rap. Mm. But I wasn't really taking it serious. I was just, you know what I mean? Just doing whatever I do.
1: Who were you fucking with musically at that time? the that like Coogee making- rap.
0: Coogee rap. Listen to a lot of Coogee Rap. I mean, that was that was my boy.
1: Because this was kind of yeah. like uh, the the DVD era, the like mixtape era. This is when like New York is kind of being run by like just the crazy ass like freestyle slash mixtape mm-hmm. mm-hmm. era of G Unit and Dipset and all yeah. this kind of shit. It like, was crazy. It yeah. Was crazy. And so like. What was your perspective on the the DVD game? Because when when you started kicking with Smack, was he already rich off that shit?
0: Nah, he was just starting. Uh. He did it a couple of DVDs. I was probably on the, like the fourth one. Mm. But you know, it was quiet. You know what I'm saying? It was really quiet. You know then I'm saying, I jumped on the joint. I ain't know it was go- it was gonna be. I ain't know it was. I thought it was nothing. I wasn't on no mixtapes and none of that. Mm-hmm. I just did the first video. He told me he wanted to, uh when I first came home, he was like, yo, let's do it, whenever you ready. Mm-hmm. So I stayed home for like two months, then I got bored and I said, yo, let's, let's shoot something. I'm ready. So now he he pulled up to the crib, you know what I'm saying? Pulled up to the crib and said, let's do it. We jumped in the whip and I started driving the whip and he was he was filming me on the passenger side, filming it, filming me in the passenger side. That was my first video, the Laws These Days video. You know what I'm saying? Then, he, then I, I took him to Patterson Projects and we did a shot in front of my building, 414 in the Patterson. And I took on to Mitchell's with my other boys, Hellbound, you know what I mean? Is and them. you know what I mean? Artie was in it. Rest in peace, Artie. He was a nice battle rapper from the Bronx. He filmed my projects, too. So he died, too. But, you know, that was the first video I did. After that, probably like two weeks later, we was in the studio, and Smack was playing the joint on the screen. That's when I first got my first feedback. Niggas was like, oh shit, this shit is, yo, that's you, yo, that's you. I was like, yeah, yo, yeah. I ain't know, I just thought it was regular, but then I started walking around, niggas was pressing me. Oh shit, yo. shit Dave, yo, that shit is hard. Then I was to Smack, yo, when you gonna do the next one? And Smack was like, ready, yo, we gonna do that, I need you on the next one. Then I started doing more and more and more, then it was lit. Right. It was lit. It was the, the second video I did, I ain't gonna lie, the second one I did, it was called, I think, it was, no, it was the third video. It was called Guns Go Bland. Mm-hmm. Now, you see how they doing the drill and all that? I think I seen that on YouTube earlier, yeah. Yeah, but you see how they doing the drill and yeah, all that? Yeah, yeah. Before Onyx, you know what I'm saying? After Onyx, I was the only ones doing the video with the guns in the video.
1: Mm.
0: I just did the song by mistake called Guns Go Blam because they played the beat. My son played the, they played the beat in the studio, and I was like, oh, this is Shea Davis, my gun Go blam. And then now, when, we, when it's time to shoot the video, I just went to the block with the song in mind. And I, the block is, is, is 109, God Brewer. That's one of the wildest blocks. That's where 50 and all of them, mm. you know what I mean? They all f- be in that area. I went over there and shot the video, and all the goons came out with guns behind me. Right. You know what I'm saying? I ain't, we ain't telling my nothing. They just was like, yo, this is what we're going to do. This is, And they had the guns in the video because it matched the song.
1: Because, like, after Tupac and Biggie, there was this this long ass stretch where you just didn't see guns and music videos and shit, right? But then all of a sudden, you have people like smack filming hood DVDs and doing music videos Mm -hmm. on the corner. And all of a sudden, there's no like you know music industry executives to tell you that you can't have that shit in the video. Mm-hmm. But you weren't even planning it. It was just like you get these people in the video; they're just gonna pull their shit out, even though mm-hmm. even at that time, like gun laws were probably pretty crazy in New York, nah, right? It
0: was still crazy. It was real. It, was, it was real crazy. That's why I wasn't really walking around with no guns. Mm-hmm. We was we was good because this is a block where we, we got the surveillance. You know what I mean? Where we know where police is coming and all that. Mm-hmm. So we good. But that that wasn't my thing really. Even though we was of course we was moving around dangerous, but me personally, after doing all this time and all that, like, even before that, I just wasn't really mm. uh, carrying a gun person. You know what I'm saying it's just that if, of course if shit hit the fan and I got I got beef, I'm going I'm gonna go get it and go in.
1: I was watching one of your old music videos and you're like dangling a machete out the window. Oh yeah. You
0: know I mean? <laughs> that happened yeah that happened too by mistake because that was a mistake. Yeah that was a mistake because my boy let me hold his car. It was an old school joint. My boy my boy Veil, he let me hold a car I jumped in Nova and they was in the they was in the passenger side. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So I said, yo, let me let me see. I I was on the corner of the block and on Linden Boulevard, that's in Queens too, on something and Linden. And I seen the swirl and I just like, yo, I like these joints. I started sticking out the window driving. Yeah, we just <laughs> we lit. You know what I mean? Had the Chinese girls in it, you know what I'm saying? Right. Stuff like that. So it was like, yo,
1: let's do it. That was a raw ass time period but like mm-hmm. w- what was your vision for your career were you trying to like build your name up and get signed or, was, or were you just thinking about doing it for more of a street level
0: i don't know i just was doing it i, I was of course we was trying to get a deal mm. but i wasn't like you said my at my at that time my mind wasn't really focused on really just nothing
1: right
0: not that we was lit already in my mind i thought we was gonna get a whole situation like with the smack my mind wasn't really own business. I ain't even My, sh- I wasn't even thinking about that. You know, we was getting money for shows, we was doing little tours and stuff like that. I mean, I was getting money, but it's just a deal. I don't know. I never really, you know what I'm saying? I never sat down. I still to this day, I never got no deals. You know what I'm saying? I never sat at no tables, none. I never really had a deal. Everybody else got deals. They had managers. I never had no manager. I'm saying that everybody else had managers and stuff like that. I never really
1: But you came up at a weird time where the internet was kinda like taking over mm-hmm. and people weren't selling physical CDs but streaming mm-hmm. wasn't a thing yet. So it was like and the music industry hadn't really like Adapted, They hadn't, like, figured out how to make money off of a street rapper at the no. time. Mm. Whereas now when you look at, like, the Bronx drill scene, I hear about one of these Bronx drill kids getting signed for, like, a hundred thousand, couple hundred <laughs> thousand, like, every fucking week. Yeah. And a lot of these kids are, like, they got, like, one song with a million views, but they're, like, 15 and they got a gun in the video. So yeah. it's, like, boom, like, the, the industry wants to sign them, which 100% would have probably been the the type of energy that you would have been getting from the label if you had came out mm-hmm. 20 years later or five years later or 10 years later whatever it was yeah. but um yeah okay so were you making a lot of money at a certain point or or yeah. and how involved with smack were you at, at a certain point
0: yeah I was every time we do a video he calling me mm-hmm. yo no I'm coming to get you I mean he come get me we bring a few a few goons and then we go do what we gotta do with the big meat all that I was there for all of that when he first met big meats I got these all this Big Meech and them, I don't know, yo, they, they lit, they getting money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I was with them, I went with them, we met Big Meech, Blue, all of them, everybody, everybody, all of all the videos that he was shooting, that people, even people was paying them. main, when this president, person, person, I was going to pull up, you know what I mean, with him. You know what I'm saying? And bring a few people in, you know what I mean?
1: Make sure he was good. And you did know you know. ever discuss Smack like actually signing you, or was it more of just yeah, him, him supporting going,
0: you? I thought he was gonna do like a label, a big label deal with all these artists that was on it. With all of us, I thought he he was gonna get like sign all these people and try to get like a hundred million. Like mm-hmm. how little baby in them did it. Right. That's what my mom was thinking he was gonna do. So I was just being patient, thinking that was gonna be the plan. But you know what I mean? His thing was he was tired of really chasing rappers.
1: Mm-hmm. That was
0: just his thing because we had to keep chasing. You know, some people you gotta call and they're not picking up. Not the people that's gonna pay, but the the big names. Right. I mean, you know, they, sometimes they be busy. They they not. It's hard to reach them. We. We still smack DVD, but we ain't really, we're not millionaires or nothing. we just like a, a visual situation for them. So it was hard to catch them. He was getting tired of that. Yeah. It was getting more easier for us, but he was getting tired of, yeah, you know what? And then he did started doing the battles where he was doing it in, a, in a arenas. He mm-hmm. was doing it in the parks at first, you know what I mean? But he started doing it inside where he could get paid from doing it. When he was doing the battles before, nobody, we wasn't getting paid for that. You just shooting it and throwing it up.
1: I have this memory of like the smack DVD, like one of the first ones I ever seen, and mm-hmm. it's like Jadakiss just sort of hanging out outside on the block, and then there's just one of the dudes that's with him just fucking takes his gun out, just starts shooting into the <laughs> sky, yeah. and I remember just being like, like I had just never seen something like that, like something that raw with Jadakiss, who at that time is basically like a mainstream artist who's on fucking MTV and he's all over the radio and shit. And then he's just like in a situation with somebody doing something that reckless. And I had just never seen that kind of shit. Even just Jadakiss, just raw footage of him hanging out on his block was like mind blowing to me. Like, what the fuck? Like I, I've just never seen. Like I never seen footage of 50. Like where he's just kicking it on the block for Soldier. 10, 15 minutes straight. Like that I, was such a new thing at the that's time. That's
0: what I'm trying to say. That's what. That's what. That's why when you say, "Yo, when you get the swords and when you get the gun," because it was just the element of just life. Mm. I mean, yo, I'm doing a video called "Gungo Blame" on the block. Yo, where Gungo Blame? he just <laughs> had the guns out. Right. I, I see the swords in the side of the joint. I'm just pulling the swords out on the block. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. We are not really thinking of. you Know what I mean? Even no, no no business nothing. We just filming, and everything was moving so fast. We getting all this recognition. We thinking, yo, we good. We didn't even do really business part yet. Right. It started getting into the business. But his, his when he started getting into the business, we did the cot situation. But when he started getting into the business, it was more into the battle. That's why he got the U I L. Mm. Then he started doing that and was like, yo, the streets, man.
1: But were you ever interested in the battle rap side of things? Yeah, I
0: always thought about it. But, you know, that ain't really my thing. I battled in jail. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's more harder in jail because it's different because you got to really be, you know what I mean? It, the Battle rap is official, don't get me wrong, but in jail is like, you know what I mean? We run the jails in there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm the nigga in the jail that I got the phones on, on Smash. There's niggas in there using 15 minutes, 6 minutes. I'm using six, seven, eight hours on the phone. You know I mean, I was in there with Turk, you know what I mean? I don't know he was Jaru bodyguard or something. It was three phones, Turk had his phone where nobody can touch it, and then it was the blood flowing that's in the middle for only bloods could touch it, and then they had the Nutri phone where that's like that's the phone that's really like my phone, you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. I'm the one rocking the most on that. You know what I'm saying everybody else is really scared to touch it because that's where the action is at. So now that's when I started rapping using my rap and in there that's when I started battling in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm making up rhymes in my cell and I'm battling but it's, no, it's not really, niggas can't battle if you're not really, if you, when they say lock in, everybody lock in. Y'all making too much noise. Y'all niggas got to lock in. Mm-hmm. That's what the goons doing there Y'all niggas got to lock in. Everybody locking in. Except me and three other people.
1: Right.
0: So when it's kind to battle, it's like, what you going to say in, in your bars if, if you locking in and you, you ain't even touching the phone? So it was more, I mean, I was doing it then. You know what I'm saying? But out here, it's like, it's cool because it's, it's a bag. Right. But it's like, I never really got into that, really. You know what I'm saying? I only do it in jail with, I feel it was it was more it was more Rilla in jail.
1: It's kind of crazy because when you think about what Smack DVD was, mm-hmm. it was basically like World star before World star came around and yeah. it's like it is interesting to think of Smack making that decision of choosing to go more in the battle rap event direction, yeah. which I'm sure he made a shitload of money off of over course. the years yeah, and everything. Definite. Definitely. But if if he had been able to like realize like oh YouTube is gonna become as big as it is now, mm-hmm. he probably would have maybe like gone in that direction as well. Mm-hmm. Or actually, I would like to ask him that of just like how he kind of sees that <laughs> now because get him up to it. Yeah, yeah yeah no because that's just like at that time like I knew a lot of people like that who kind of had motion doing like a media company or like a, a company doing DVDs or mixtapes or something, and then mm-hmm. they they just didn't really like make that transition into the internet because it was yeah. just so new and. Hard to make money off back then. I don't know when, when YouTube came out, but yeah. I mean, it was around, in I think like two thousand three, two thousand four. Yeah, I remember
0: when I went to smack crib one day. He was doing some editing, mm. and he he showed me the YouTube. He's like, "Yo, this is the YouTube. You got to get this. Right. This is this is it." And I was like, well, "What was that?" But it it didn't look like nothing because we still was doing the DVDs. Right. He was like, "Yo, you got to get this." And to this day, I still don't got. I just got a YouTube like last week.
1: Really? That I'm, oh yeah yeah, I've yeah, seen
0: I, that, yeah, yeah. I threw a song up there, and all. I threw some song, a, a mixtape up there. But this my first YouTube. All my videos that you see up there, some came up there, some they took it down. But those are just other people who liked my stuff and just posted it. Right. I never had a YouTube all this time, and now everything is YouTube. I'm late on it, but you know what I'm saying? I just put a YouTube up there. I got my, my uh, mixtape up there, fire drill.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, just to see, you know what I mean? I might th- start throwing content and stuff like that.
1: Right. I mean, it's gotta be kind of weird that like. All this stuff that you did in terms of music videos Mm -hmm. and shit hasn't just hasn't been preserved very well online, Mm -hmm. which is honestly kind of a problem for a ton of shit from that era in terms of like mixtapes and Mm. all kinds of shit that just didn't make the transition to streaming services or never got uploaded to YouTube or Mm -hmm. whatever. Where it's kind of like a whole era of hip hop that sort of has a lot of pieces missing. Yeah,
0: definitely. That's a whole, that's a whole, I mean, they got some. I think some DVD couture. I don't know if you know about it, but some people that just post up old yeah, yeah DVD DVD footage and old footage. You know what I'm saying? But you know, it's like going in the wind now. Everything is I mean, like you said. You what you doing? Podcasts and right. You know I'm saying stuff like that, but
1: it is interesting that nobody thought of podcasting until the internet (laughs) took over because sometimes I think about that like you could have been just in the 90s making VHS tapes and you just talking to people on camera and people would have said you were fucking crazy for trying to charge like $20 or whatever for a VHS tape or you just talking to somebody Mm -hmm. but now that content would be like the sickest shit ever. Mm -hmm. Big, 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 big. It took everybody a long time to realize the value of content and I would say that it's still kind of undervalued because there'll probably be more ways to make money off content as time goes by.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to work on a show now. I don't wanna blow it up, but I'm trying to work on a little show too. That you know what I mean? A nice little idea I came up with. You know, me and my friends and all that.
1: Any so I'm trying to Any spoilers, the type of content that you'd wanna make?
0: You know, it's, it's definitely about people telling they telling their life story. Mm-hmm. Something like that. People telling their story like like even if somebody been through something, like if say if you got shot Know what I mean? Telling us the story of how it happened and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, it's, it's something in that
1: type of. So when we talk about that whole D- Smack DVD mm-hmm. era slash like when you were having this run, when did you start to feel like that kind of came to an end, or like what, what was the marking of the end of an era in that regard?
0: Well, once I I started like after Smack started doing the Smack, I started mm-hmm. I started doing my. Like my DVD, it was called Blam DVD, mm-hmm. Broadcasting Lyrics and Music, because that's where everybody knew me from, from doing visual. Right. So now I was charging people to get on there, and I was filming artists, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yo, and banks, and people that I could get. And I was throwing my video in between there. But once YouTube, once they, I seen you could load up videos on YouTube, it was like just, it was just a waste. It was a waste, you know what I mean? It wasn't really, YouTube was taking over.
1: So you saw people like stop spending money on DVDs?
0: Yeah, pretty yeah, pretty much. It wasn't really, you know what I'm saying? It was too easy just to throw it on YouTube now. Right. So it was like, yo, just you know what I'm saying? But I still never got into YouTube. I was just I was basically just in the street, just getting in how I could live it.
1: Right. Oh, so yeah. you were you were still in the streets while you were Not in the streets,
0: you. but I was I was getting money other ways. You know
1: what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Like what? Right now I'm
0: doing real estate, so Oh,
1: you know how'd you get into that?
0: Easy, caught a couple of dollars and just started flipping it. I mean, started off with a few houses in Ohio. You know, a house Ohio, my first house I caught for like like 35 bands. I mm-hmm. only made like 15 off of it, but you could get that, you could sell a house for like 50, 60 out there. So I did a few of those and then I just started saving and saving and started, you know what I mean, venturing out.
1: So you gotta like drive out there or you do everything over the phone and email? No, I was staying shit.
0: out there. I was staying out there for a
1: minute. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay, and then did you ever end up getting locked up again since back then? or have No, nah, been... after I beat the trial, that was it. Really? How would you have to change your life to avoid having more of those same problems you had when you were younger? I
0: just stood out the way. I had to move to the suburbs. I had to get out the Bronx, you know what I'm saying? I moved to the suburbs and just stayed, in the, stayed out there, come to the hood here and there. I mean, once I got into the flipping houses, I made my little 20 bands every two, three months, I just stick with that. And just kept it letting, I just got off the scene for a minute. That's why some people didn't even see me because I had to focus on that. You know what I'm saying? I got, you know what I mean? I had ADHD, so that's, it was, you know what I mean, I'm taking medicine now, but when I was off my medicine, I can't really, I'm doing too much. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying I'm doing everything. So I had to really put that to the side and focus on try to get this money so I could pay these bills and feed the family.
1: Right. I mean, it's kind of weird because, like, when you're going through that period in your life where mm-hmm. you're getting clout and like attention and shit, yeah. you kind of start judging yourself mm-hmm. based on the amount of attention and clout that you have. Mm-hmm. But then certain things will happen to you in your life that makes you sort of check yourself and be like, "I'm putting too much emphasis on this when in, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking more about clout than money," mm-hmm. and that like you know, there's one thing only can last for so long, and one thing is something for you to actually like build something for yourself.
0: And then with me personally. The clout was really in my way now because, you know, I've been, like you said, I've been since 94. When I got locked up with the police thing, that was 94. Mm-hmm. So once I went to Vikings Island in 94, I was, everybody knew me, every piece of everybody. The nurses, the janitor, the inmate, every because they keep playing it on the news over and over and over. So now they keep playing it everywhere I'm at. They, they play it and then they look at me like, oh, that's you. So that was 94, Mm. So all that That whole since 94 All the way And then I came home And got on the smacks And then now I got that clout So that's 2004 So all that Was too much famous And then now Now Like you said Once Smack and them stopped doing that And the money slowed with that Now I can't sell dope mm. Cause I'm, I can't go to the hood I can't be in front of the building Selling dope like everybody else Everybody know me So it's like damn I can't do nothing really so right. I can't do I can't rob nobody There's nothing I can do
1: you got all that like hood fame and all the rap fame, but it's not really like obvious ways to make money off of it yeah. versus doing like real estate shit, which is not glamorous and nobody yeah. nobody knows, mm-hmm. but you might be making way more money than you could be making doing some shit that is getting you attention, but realistically isn't generating any money.
0: Yeah, and then it, it was too much overwhelming. Like, yo, it's too much. I mean, I get a little walkthrough here and there, a collab over for somebody in Switzerland. I do send them the collab, send them the verse and stuff like that. But you know it was a little bit overwhelming of you know what I mean too much people noticing you for no reason. So I was like, yo, let me focus on this. And I mean,
1: New York's a weird place to be famous.
0: Yeah, because it's only the it's the, the boroughs. I was in Long Island, so I was still right. I was still good over there. But when I go to the hood, it's lit. But it ain't really no it ain't no money really floating like that. You know what I mean for me. I, you know what I'm saying. So I just say, yo, let me let me let me let me focus on these houses first. So mm-hmm. I start to focus on the houses, and then now. I got money coming in, so now it's different. Now I can focus on whatever else I want to do, like try to get into this pr- production, mo- movies and stuff like that, and the show I was telling you about.
1: Definitely,
0: I'm, I'm saving money, so I'm. You know what I mean? I just bought my house cash. Nice I bought another sure. house cash. I don't got no mortgage, so so now I could focus on saving again and try to do these productions and stuff like that. You know what I mean, I never had it. I never ever signed a deal this whole time, so.
1: Is that mm-hmm. is there a part kind of you that kinda regrets that and wishes that you could have seen what you could have done as a artist with a label behind them? Or is it are you glad it worked out that way?
0: Yeah, it's all good. You know what I mean everything happened for a reason. You know what I'm saying? I mean the way, the way I believe in like the way God do stuff is like it happens for a reason. Even when I did the time in jail, even with the trial, even though it's a story that I'm telling, but I had to go through that, you no know I mean, it made me into this person that I am now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying That I, I you know what I mean? it made me a stronger person even a little, even being in jail made me more aware of everything it made me i got everything i don't need ring camera I, i'm i'm on point with every situation even though i got all that but i'm i'm like you know what i'm saying? I'm, I'm, I'm just it helps me i'm not i'm never slipping cuz i know i got four teenagers i got two boys and then i got two teenagers
1: so what ages are they that's a small window to have four yeah it's 20, 20,
0: 20. Oh, twenty two, so twenty,
1: not actual eighteen teenagers. to seventeen. Yeah, right, but, but you there. know, like
0: you said, I got to still be. It helps me what right, I've yeah. been through because now I'm in the the other day. I'm in the house. The girls, my they girls, they good girls, but it's eight boys in my living room.
1: <laughs> <You> well, <know what laughs> they just brought a bunch of dudes yeah, from yeah, school I'm over. I'm
0: like yo, was, yeah, not just friends that they meet. I say yo, you can't move like that out here. It's right. good they friends, but you can't have oh everybody in this house like that. You know what right. I'm you like let everybody know who we live at. It's cool, but yo, my nigga, that ain't, you know what I'm saying? It's just that what I've been through, it makes me into this person to where I could be, you know what I mean? But does Aware that seem foreign
1: to like like a young girl just like realizing that her dad is paranoid about people knowing where he lives because they could rob you or whatever? Because mm-hmm. when, if you haven't been through that as a young person, you're probably thinking that that exactly. sounds bugged out, you're exactly. paranoid, you don't know what's going on. If I
0: didn't been through what I've been through in my life, I I would have already been tied up. Right. Because I got boys, too. You know what I'm saying? And they, they they active. My boys is active. The girls, I can't tell them what to do. They find active.
1: Saying? Like, they're, they're with the shits?
0: Nah, you know I mean? I don't
1: know. <laughs> you, you don't know, know to
0: They ain't going to tell us. You know yeah, what I'm yeah. saying? I ain't going to find out. Like, my aunt ain't know I was active until I'm on the news. Right. So we ain't going to never know.
1: But what do you tell your kids when it comes to stuff like gangs that you just know at some point they're going to be confronted with as a possibility for them? Like, what, what kind of advice do you give them and shit?
0: I just tell them, yo, if you, know I mean? if you get locked up, yo, I'm telling you because I be having preachers with them, like three hour preachers. I get all of them and I say, yo, family meeting, we gotta, we gotta talk. You know what I'm saying? When I see everybody acting different, yo, we gotta have a family meeting. Mm-hmm. And then I talk to them for like three hours and let them know, like, yo, I'm telling you, you know what I mean? And I put all of them in position. I say, yo, she's winning, she's in the lead right now, she's doing the best right now. Know what I mean, she's saving more money. You know what I'm saying? You. You 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 in last place. You spending all your money everywhere, buying all your friends, All it. you spending all your paycheck. Mm-hmm. I'm saying? she She's winning. You're not cleaning up around the house. So I put them all in competition with each other. And then I tell them, like the boys, oh, you can't be doing this, doing that, because if you get locked up, yo, we got bail money, but it's like, yo, my, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you now, don't go to jail. Mm. When I got locked up, nobody was there to bail me out. You Know what I'm saying? Even though I'm there for you, but I can't, I can't pamper you. I'm telling you now: do not get locked up. Do not do nothing. So, you know what I'm saying? I be, I be doing that every every couple of weeks. I gotta do a three hour meeting with them, right? Just to keep schooling them and keep schooling them and keep schooling them. And then I tell them a little. I tell them jail stories. You know I mean, not to scare them, but I tell them how bad it is in there. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, this is what happened when you get in there. I mean, I was in a box two years. I was in one cell for two years. Talking to myself, looking at the cars driving by. I mean, looking at the cars, counting the cars. Yo, that counting red cars. Yo, red, two red cars, yo, four red cars. Talking to nobody. Playing, I was playing chess with somebody through the vent. I mean, you got to make the chess board. You put the just yo, I'm, I'm a a one. I put it on a one. You got to put a one, a two, a three, and I put it. Yo, I put chess. Yo, I mean I, I got you checkmate.
1: Your kids know about you slashing somebody's face and shit. Nah, nah, You didn't specifically get into nah. that one? <laughs>
0: Maybe if they watch the interview and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, because they got to be old enough yeah. to watch,
1: like, the yeah, math office definitely. shit and yeah, all that, right?
0: Yeah, that's the only thing. Yeah, yeah, they know, but, you know, they don't bring it up to me. uh uh-huh. you know I'm saying? But it's, it's, I try to tell them it's the scary part of it. It wasn't really me. It was just, that's jail life. Mm. If you go to jail, you never know. I put a dude three years, but I did six. You know what I mean? They try to make us do 10 years, but I almost got 30 years. So it's like, once you in jail, it's hard to get out of there. It ain't just... You go in there, then that's it. It's, it's hard to get out of there.
1: What's the worst thing you ever caught one of your boys doing? What, in jail? No, just in general. Like, the oh. worst thing that you caught one of your sons doing that, like, you had to figure out how to discipline them?
0: Man, nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. I don't want to blow them
1: up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
0: blow, I'll try to keep them good because, you know what I mean, some of them know their dad is, you know what I mean, Shea Davis and stuff like that, so I don't be one to too much pressure on them.
1: What would you do if you found a fucking gun in one of their backpacks?
0: Nah, they good. They good with that. Depends on.
1: <laughs> 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 You'd be kind of proud. Nah, nah, no, nah. nah, nah, nah. okay. Mm-hmm. Sabotage your whole fatherhood I mean, campaign. You
0: said long. It depends.
1: <laughs> depends.
0: Depends on what you're doing. If it's licensing, you know what I'm saying. But oh state, yeah. A different state. It depends. Different state. Yeah. Yeah, but in New York,
1: it's not really an option.
0: Yeah, if it's illegal, it's different. But if you got a licensed gun, right? You
1: know what I'm saying. So, what year did you start claiming uh, OTF?
0: Oh, I made that. I didn't. I wasn't claiming. I made. You that made like, it. Yeah, yeah. I made that in like '97. Okay. You know what I'm saying because my aunt was coming to see me, but she had she wound up having kids and stuff like that. So my family, my visits was kind of slowing up. You know what I'm saying so. It's like all my friends was really like my family to me. You know what I'm saying? Plus I was in Kaksacky. Everybody in there got life. Mm-hmm. So I only had a little bit of time. But the way I move in there, they thinking, I mean, I got life too. You know what I'm saying? So it's like so I, it's like, yo, only the family. You know what I'm saying? Y'all my family, yo, only the family, man. OTF. And plus I used to go on visits. When I was going on visits, I used to see people with their kids, mm-hmm. them and their moms and stuff like that. So I liked it that. And I said in my mind, I said, yo, when I go home, I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna have a family even though that's what I came home and there that had wife and, and four kids. But that was always in my mind. Like, I wanted to have a family, so I was big on family stuff, especially what I had a lack of family when I was nine, when I was nine years old. Like, I told you, it was I only had my grandmother, and then she died, and then, you know I me, mean? So it was lack. It was just me and my aunt. You know what I'm saying? So it was like a lack of family. So I was big on family. Even to this day, I'm still big on, like, family, just having a family. So I started
1: that in, like, 97. But so then... 2012 or so, Lil Durk comes out on the scene and then he's got his own OTF thing yeah. going on. And there was OTF. like some videos where you were basically telling him he wasn't allowed to claim that and shit like yeah. that. So what, what, what was your perspective? And, and did you ever run into him?
0: Yeah, I ran into him a couple of times. When he first started, it was, it was love. I was, to be honest with you, I was lo- I was loving it. I, I'm not mad at it right now. I, when I was saying that, I was in my feelings.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's like somebody took your, 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 your chick from you.
1: Cause especially back yeah. then it's like the internet wasn't as big and shit, mm-hmm. so it's like they're in Chicago, they don't know what the yeah. fuck's going on in New York, you know. now nah,
0: they know, they definitely know
1: because. Oh okay.
0: I mean, not none against them, but right. You understand the Smacks was everywhere. True. Yeah. You know what I mean, all over in Chicago too. Even in Chicago, they was telling me, "Yo, your name is ringing out here." So Chicago, we was heavy in Chicago. Mm. So now, you know, they got Brick Squad. Right. You know I mean, that's Waka Flocka. They got this. They got that. They got different. Stuff that
1: New York had. I was so, talking about that with uh, No Limit Cairo. I think the other yeah, day. Yeah, No wow. Limit. Yeah, How, No yeah, Limit. All, every gang from out there, Young yeah, Money, like yeah, all the young shit. Money, it yeah. all is like because it, they were such young kids exactly. that when you're a young ass kid, what do you do yeah. if you're gonna create a crew? And or whatever? I got
0: footage. I seen footage with Rondo Number Nine. He locked up. I got. I seen yeah, footage yeah. with him. He like at ten years old. I'm gonna show you the footage. like ten years old, saying, "Yo, film me." He said, "Film me. Act like we doing a smack." <laughs>
1: he said,
0: "Act like we doing a smack." That's what he said on his yeah. own mouth. So that means they watching us. Yeah, yeah. And I was the number one dude on the smack. And I was saying every video, OTF, even the one with the in the, with the guns go blam, that's what I was saying. Gun go blam, OTF, only the fan. I was the only one doing that. We got tattoos. I had a whole crew, a whole wave, the whole Southside Queens, mm-hmm. Bronx, New York. We all were shot on that. So now when, when, when Dirk and them came out, that was 03, Number I, I started there in 97 in jail, but nobody really knew. And then Four, I was saying it on DVD, so it got a little bit louder. Right. And it was a common thing for me to say it in all my rhymes. So it was OTF Only the Fan. Then, you know, like, I guess seven years later, Lil Durk and them was saying it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My, you know what My boy Barnes was like, yo, you gotta, I forgot, I think it was Barnes. One of, yeah, I think it was Barnes. He's like, yo, you gotta see, it was just that song that this side I don't like. He's like, yo, Chief Keith, yo, this nigga, yo, they remind me of us. I said, well, he showed me the video. I liked it. Then. I said, like, oh. And then little reset in the video, he said, OTF? It. He said that end the verse. I was like, yo, I caught it. I said, oh snap, yo, he said OTF. But I ain't paying no mind. And then later on, I started seeing more videos, OTF, because everybody can say OTF. Mm-hmm. But then when I seen the Only the Family what it was for, I said, oh snap, that's crazy. Maybe they was just watching the smacks and stuff like that. It was, you know what I mean, showing homage.
1: But when you ran into him, it was all good. You didn't you weren't nah, angry at him?
0: Nah, when I ran into I ran into I ran into Little Reese 1st mm. He was at the club in Queens. He was with uh I think he was Joel Santana or somebody and one of his guy I forgot the
1: OTF. Ooh, by the way, we were just saying Fredo Santana named himself after Joel Santana. Yeah. Which that, is like just another tra- level of yeah. like their fandom for that era in yeah, New York yeah, shit. That's why
0: it was all love. No, nah, I came I, it was it's still love. Mm. But like you said, when it was I forgot who the OTF, I forgot he got killed, the manager. I seen him in front of the club.
1: Uh, Chino?
0: I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dogs can do, right? Okay. I seen him in front of the club. I was like this. I was like, yo, cause somebody said, yo, this is the manager. Cause I knew they was gonna be there that day, little Reese and them. So I seen the man, I was like, yo, what's good? Yo, Shea Davis. He's like, nah, I know who you is, yo. I said, OTF, I said, yo, Little Reese with you? He's like, yeah, he right there, he's coming. And then I turned around and Little Reese was coming. Then I seen him in front of the club. I was like, oh, shit, what up? Boy, Little Reese, what up? Yo, shit. Mm-hmm. And was like this, yo, it's good. Then I was like, yo, OTF, this is how we get a five. You know, I mean? know what I mean? This is how we get a five. So I'm like this, yo, it's good. I was like, yo, this is how we do it. Like, yo, you I'm in New York. It was all love. Then I went in the club with them. So now as we go in the club, you know what I mean? I got fans in there because we in New York. So we go in the strip club. Everybody on my neck, oh, yo. And they had, Little Reese was with us, but he was really with Joel's and them. But you know what I mean? He was coming in with me because he was feeling my vibe, Little Vs. So once I got in the club, the fans made it even worse. So once he seen the fans going crazy, he's like, oh, shit, yo, it's lit. So he was with me for like two minutes. And we, we taking pictures and all that. And he was like, oh, shit, yo, Little Vs, yo, shit, they at OTF. And then Joels came and got it. He said, yo, we over here. And then I was like, all right, yo, go with Joel. So he went with Joels and he, he was chilling with them in there. And then I caught him again with Little Dirt this time. Little Dirt came to another club they had to perform. And I seen little Dirk and he was with Little Reese. You know what I'm saying? Then I seen Little Dirk and I was like, yo, what's good, boy? And I got his number and all that. I was like, yo, what's good, boy? Let's patch in. We good. OTF, Chicago. I like that. You know what I mean? You know, we knew you. I wasn't saying nothing about I started there and all that was irrelevant. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I am like, yo, that's what's up. I like that. You know what I mean? They making it, you know what I mean? That's what we want anyway. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yo, what's up, what's up? And then we got cool. We got his number. I sent them mad videos where I, when my OTF videos like, yo, I fuck with it be going work. I was like, yeah, let's do it, boy. Whenever you ready. Mm-hmm. And then you know I seen him on Sway in the morning, and then I you know that's the only thing I got my feelings was involved.
1: Okay, because Sway you know asked him about it.
0: Yeah, he asked. He said, "Where did it start it? and all that?" So you know I got my fans too. They they know with with know what I mean that I know what I mean started it in New York. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't no hard feelings, but it's like it's like if this is my girlfriend. You see me with my my wife, and then next thing you know he's claiming the wife. You know what I'm saying nah, this is my wife. This you no, know, we we started getting together. Back in the day, so my feelings was hurt. It was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? That's fucked up. So I had to defend myself to my fans. You know what I'm saying? And plus, that's what I was thinking, because I was, you know I me. Mean? I wasn't thinking right. It's just my feelings was involved because he was with my wife. Mm. So I said, yo, my nigga, what are you doing? Yo, man, yo. Then I got in my feelings. Then you know, my friends, my family around me is like, yo, world, that's not right. Just... And then I did that. You know what I'm saying? But as time go by, it was like, yo, you know what? I was bugging. I ain't had to, you know what I mean? Just it, let them let them rock, man. They doing what they do, you know what I'm saying? They actually help the situation, really, you know what I mean? It's more people, they say an original OTF and this and that, even though, you know what I mean, I don't really like that either, but it's like, yo, man, it's, it's all one situation, really. It's just OTF, only the family. You know what I mean? I got I got a lot of fans, too, that's saying OTF, that I say, yo, you can do it. Yo, can I get a tattoo? Yeah, get a tattoo. So it's all love, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just that I didn't want to get left out the picture, like, to my fans, like, yo, who... 'Cause they, they they weight was going up so high. Right. I I know what I mean. It's like you wanna know who who birthed it. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Who birthed that situation. But right now it's like it's all love, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really I ain't mad at them. Right. You know
1: what I'm saying? Definitely. What uh like being from the Bronx, it must be kinda crazy to see the whole drill scene from there taking off and having the street shit be yeah, so. Yeah, I
0: see you had Shy G's and U Gs up here. Yeah. My boy is the murder.
1: Oh nice, he yeah, was yeah, here, yeah. The dredge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that,
0: yeah so yeah they doing
1: they're okay. sick they're fucking out of their minds though like the, yeah. the just like the blending of the street shit and the the rap shit whereas like you know i'm sure you had all kinds of like people you had beef with and different shit going on in the streets but when i'm like watching your videos on youtube you're not really like telling people exactly what the fuck is going on whereas a lot of these drill rappers are just laying it out there for people
0: but you know with them. You got to give them they, you got to let them do what they do. They young. Mm. I mean, they going to do it. They going to do it anyway. They don't know. I was doing it a little bit like that. When they young, they don't they, you know what I mean? When they get a certain age, when they start getting 35, 30, they going to switch up. Mm. 40, they going to switch it up. But right now, they young. They don't know the world yet. So you got to let them do what they do. They going to do it. It's messed up if they get blackballed and stuff like that because they don't know what they're doing. But I understand the companies, too, if they don't want to book them for shows and stuff like that. So that it help them. You know what I'm saying? Whatever you go through, it helps you be a better person.
1: But it's kind of the opposite in a way because I see these labels flying out all these Bronx drill rappers and signing them. And, yeah, like, they, they love it. They're yeah, dying to true. be a part of this yeah, shit. That's true. that's true. Meanwhile, like, I remember even uh, having a conversation with the guy who signed K-Flock, and um, he was trying to get me an uh, interview with him and everything. And I'm on YouTube, and, like, as soon as I get done watching the, the music videos, I start watching, like, Instagram live clips Him pulling up to his ops blocks and talking crazy shit and violating people and screaming at people and and challenging them to come out and fight him and shit. And I'm telling the dude from the label, I'm like, bro, I'm watching these videos of him on live and his his enemies' projects and shit. This dude is fucking crazy. And the guy who signed him is just like, Oh, really? I haven't seen anything like that. That sounds sounds nuts. <laughs> I'm like, this is Damn. so crazy that you just gave this fool like a million dollars and you don't even know about he the fact. He's locked up now too, right? And now he's locked up for shooting somebody. Well, killing somebody, uh, allegedly, yeah, hopefully. allegedly. Nah, he, hopefully he, didn't, that, he didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, that,
0: but, that's what, <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. The drill rat is is kind of control, but, you know, they're young. They need people like us or somebody to be molding them do that even though we still could do that like i'm doing that with my kids but if they go and shoot somebody it's like it's, it's out of our hands sometimes you can't they got to learn from experience right going through experience really help you, you know what I mean help you saying when you get spanked then you know it hurt
1: you know it's just saying? weird for the, like the young kids and stuff too because I'm sure that're like your kids, like, if they look at, like, all the popular street rappers and shit, it's like they're all kind of talking about violent shit, and it just mm-hmm. makes it so that it's like there's less of an option for a young kid of something that they could listen to that is not on that type of time. Now, of course, they could listen to J. Cole, they could listen to Kendrick, yeah, there's true. all kinds of shit out yeah. there, but I don't know, a lot of kids don't necessarily seem as interested in that sort of uh, shit. they
0: listening to that. Definitely, my son be blasting it loud, I let him rock, though. Mm-hmm. He blasting Polo G, all them loud. Right. In the crib. Young NBA young yeah. This is one of his favorite artists. But you know what no I man. My son just dropped me off. He dropped me off at the airport. He playing uh Roddy Wave. He not too bad. He ain't broad you know, he wave, Yeah, Rod Wave. He ain't too crazy, but
1: Yeah, he's he's the he's on that emotional, sad guy. Emotional time. emotional,
0: yeah. Well, he was making me feel sad, whenever. But he was But it is what it is, man. I was listening to Coogee G but right. that didn't make me. I ain't gonna lie. That ain't make me go shoot people. Mm. I was I was just listening to it because I like what he was saying. Right. But, I mean, it's just that this the world made me do what I had to do. Right. I mean, they was. They they was. The world was being bad.
1: Well, if you look at like what made Cool G Rap different was the fact that he had like a sort of artistic perspective on like rapping and he he was saying like interested things about it mm. and he would talk about street shit, but he would talk about it in like interesting ways. Mm. And sometimes that is what I kind of worry about with the drill stuff is that sometimes it's like there's mm. very little artistry sometimes. Mm. It's just all just brutality. Yeah. And that kind of worries me sometimes of like, I wonder how hip hop could get going in a direction that is a little bit. Less violent, but still appeals but, to the kids. In a the
0: minute, they gonna try to cut their whole mouthpiece off. So mm. if they cut their mouthpiece off, it's over. You know what I'm saying, but hopefully they don't do that. But if they do, then it's, it's just it's nothing
1: you could do. In terms of the cops, you feel like they could just make drill rap illegal. And not at only support? that, like
0: the promoters and stuff like that. Mm.
1: Well, you already kind of see it in New York where it's like none none of these drill kids are getting booked in New York.
0: That's what I'm saying. There's yeah. no way. Because a few of them, I ain't going to say no name, but a few of them, they be calling my phone like, yo, yo, yo. I'm like, yo, saying, I don't know if that was me too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's probably why I ain't get a deal because I had the guns in the video. Because I know everywhere everywhere I went, it was everybody acting nervous. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not even on that type of time. It's just that. You know what I mean? I attract that type of people, so it looked like my entourage just looked like a whole bunch of retarded people with me. Mm-hmm. It like, yo, who, who that? With? Yo, yeah, who, who that?
1: Don't even bring out no papers. They look like they don't even know how to read. <laughs> I mean, New York cops were hating on hip hop mm-hmm. way before the drill era. And yeah. the drill era is way more violent than a lot of hip hop was mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm. So it's like to them, this is just an automatic thing. They got to shut down. And I'll talk to some yeah, of these young dudes saying. sometimes and they talk about getting booked at shows and having the show shut down at the yeah, last minute. That's what's happening. And uh, yeah, it's not really too that's surprising. Yeah. So you know
0: it, it gonna switch every it always switches. You know what I'm saying? Drill rapper had his phase for like the last ten years probably, and then it's gonna it's gonna be something new.
1: I wonder though. Saying? Or the question is is because Atlanta drill is like in the formative stages. It's just starting to take off. So mm. I wonder is that gonna take over Atlanta now? Because mm. then you would have three of the biggest New York or uh, American cities kind of focused on it. Whereas I've never heard anybody talk about L.A. drill. Oh, Still haven't right. seen that. Right. But, like, there's like violent ass, like, gangster rap out of LA, but it's, a, it's not like a specific sound or like scene. I don't know. But, like, LA gangster rap shit is so old. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, there's like a lot of politics and mm. OGs involved. So I feel like rappers are less inclined to just make crazy ass songs That's about what I'm killing saying. everybody.
0: That's how with the drill, we just need the OGs probably to just help them, guide them in a way. But, we could still do that, but like you said, nobody, everybody learned from trial and error. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to learn from going to jail. Other than that, I, I won't, I'm good, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep doing it. I am i gotta learn from trial and error. Once, trial and, once I go through something, then it's like, yo, that's why I'm not doing that now. Cause I went through the trial, and I almost got 30 years. Once I had that 30 years on my mind, I was like, yo, even when I was going back inside, I was like, yo, 30 years? Damn, I'm gonna be in here forever. Mm-hmm. I said nah, this can't be. So when they let me go, it was like, oh, snap, it did not It was over for me. So mm-hmm. that's what's that's what these drill rappers and certain people got to go through. It's just that's just how life is. You know I'm saying? Once they go through that, they going they going to act they going to change.
1: Yeah, a lot of them you know probably saying? have to like learn some lessons. Yeah. It's just a shame if you get caught with a gun in New York and you got to go to jail for like 3 years or yeah. 4 years whatever yeah. it is. Just to learn your lesson, like mm-hmm. lesson number one, because then that's gonna fuck up the rest of your life mm-hmm. in terms of getting a job and having a career and all this kind of shit. So it's mm-hmm. like it's a very expensive lesson to learn early on in your life, you know. Even like you said with Bobby Smell to see how he, he
0: did that. Now he come home, he he he's, he don't even want to do that type of music no more mm-hmm. because it just changed you. The jail changed you. Other than that, we we don't know no better. This is we good with the guns on us and moving around like this and spanking niggas and shooting niggas we, that, we thinking that's normal mm-hmm. cause we don't really don't know this is the environment we grew up in
1: and it's crazy cause I seen Bobby Shmurda like doing a song with some GD rapper and mm-hmm. then like he's getting hate for it from yeah. people that are still more into the gang shit mm-hmm. but it's like he clearly doesn't give a fuck about like who he's supposed to be enemies yeah. with and shit mm-hmm. like that like he's that, that might have been who he was when he got caught yeah. up for shooting at somebody, mm-hmm. but then the jail time changed him and I think yeah. made him less interested in that shit, exactly. which is not always how it happens.
0: And that's what is doing that to me, too. Like, I'm really, you know what I mean? But I still rap like that, Just, mm. but I'm talking about past tense, mostly. Right. Know what I mean, because that's really most of the stuff we know, and you know what I mean, the we're around these type of people. and they. This is the type of stuff that's going on. Mm. So we just, but we know it's a good and a bad. That's why you could put the music out and then they got people like you, who got the podcast where we could talk so they could get both sides of the story. Like, oh, this is just music. You know what I mean? Then when we, they see us talking, it's like, oh, nah, it ain't. You know what I mean? It's just, he just talking past tense. Yeah, it's like, really
1: just music like, what, what What's it like for you At this point Like doing interviews And shit over the past Couple of years And like people Kind of getting to know the, the real grown Mature version of you Versus like During that whole DVD era and shit It was less Long form mm-hmm. interviews And obviously You were a younger Version of yourself Who was a different person
0: Yeah I mean it's way It's way better You know what I mean Cause a lot of people Ain't know You know what I mean Like my personality They just thought I was just A wild cat mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying Really That ain't really me I was just I was just rapping. Of course, when I'm, you know what I mean, rapping, I'm doing entertainment. That's that's me. But I'm really, like you said, I'm the quiet person that's really just in the cut, just quiet. Like and I move like a sniper, really, Like in, with the bushes on me in the, in the cut. That's really my style. But as being entertainment, once I'm on the smack and I'm entertaining, I just, I'm, uh, this, I'm, I, you know what I mean? I'm doing what I do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, so now they see me on the podcast. It's like, this is really, I'm just like, I'm just a, it's a regular dude like y'all, Yo, man, you know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But I, this is where I came up from, so this is all I know. I'm really from the, the hood, I'm from the gutter, so my brain experience can't go too far. It's like the same thing with the drill rabbits, I can't really think of too much, you know what I'm saying? But this is all I know, this is what I'm seeing, this is what I'm hearing, This, is, if I FaceTime people, this is what they doing, this is this is jail calls, j it's everything, it's all, it's all. 24 hours of this. I'm saying and then so now when I go in the booth this is this is how it comes out
1: yeah
0: I'm saying so you know
1: it's real shit so yeah. what are you uh working on and what are you excited about in life right now
0: right now I'm just trying to go to this next level with this production really I'm trying to try to do this production hopefully I could start on these shows and you know what I mean do a couple of shows and and the movies as well I want to produce some movies and let you know I me mean? start acting in some movies. I've been talking about this for a long time. Even though I did a few movies, you know what I mean, before, before like with the with the rap joint, like how I did the Gungo Blam? Mm. It was like a movie. I did a whole series behind it. Right. And then I just stopped doing it because I was doing other stuff. But I want to get back into that, back into the entertainment world, like movies and then producing shows and stuff like that because that's the new wave. It's like upgrading your phone. I never. I just got my YouTube. I mean, I never upgraded my system right i just you know I me mean? and plus i put it to the side for a minute because like you said it was it was getting overwhelming and so i just had to put it to the side and be a normal like just a regular civilian for a little second
1: but did so doing all that smack type content and everything that kind of gave you an appetite for trying to do shit in terms of more serious films and stuff yeah
0: definitely definitely and that's what i want to do i like directing you know what i'm saying i'm good at directing like directing situations you know what I'm saying? It's like even when I'm with my with my crew or whoever I'm with, my family or my peoples, I'm good at directing what we should do from here and how to do the next move mm. and stuff like that. So I'm I, you know what I mean? And then I write. I like to write a lot. I write all day every day. So I got scripts written, my wife got scripts written. I got you know what I mean? Stuff in my head. It's just so I want to put it out and just let it go. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just got to stop talking about it and just really do it. You know what I'm saying? Just put it everything in in place.
1: That's what's up, man. You know what well, it was good getting to have the conversation and see where you've been at and what's yeah. going on with your life and everything. Yeah. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, I appreciate you having me. Definitely. Definitely.
1: And if people want to tap in, what's the YouTube yeah. channel? What should they search up?
0: Yeah, go to my joint, it's Shea Davis OTF. That's my YouTube, and then my, my Instagram is Shay Davis OTF. Mm-hmm. Then I got Facebook, is Shay Punch Davis. You know what I'm saying? That's about it. Twitter is Blame DVD, but I don't really be on there that much. Right. I don't really be on none of them too much, but I go on there and throw a picture up and stuff like that, Instagram and Facebook. and Then my YouTube, I just do a mixtape up there, Fire Drill. It's called Fire Drill, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm I'm going to drop an album in probably February, you know what I'm saying, stuff like that. I call it a little marketing streaming situation. Mm-hmm. So I just do the mixtape up just for YouTube to get the YouTube going, but it's going to be on all streaming platforms probably in like three weeks. You know what I mean? They help with the managing the streams and all stuff like that. So they're going to they gonna work on that. Nice. That's why, I just, that's why I just threw the project out.
1: Hell yeah. Yeah. Everybody tap in. I appreciate yeah. your time, tap man. Tap in, definitely. Yeah. Definite. Much love.
0: Adam22, much love. My gosh. Shay yeah.
1: Davis, thank you. Good. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us on yeah. YouTube, TikTok, Patreon, just, Instagram. Steph, what up, wait? Yeah.
0: Behind the scenes.
1: What up, Steph? <laughs> like, comment, and subscribe. NoJumper.com. You want to support? Bow. Hey.